This is the Moira Pentecostal Church Podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. New content will be available every week throughout 2015. We hope that you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. Genesis 32. I'm going to read some verses. Genesis 32. I just want to read just a couple of verses from um, chapter 31 and then we'll go into 32. Um, And he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's and of that which was our father's has he gotten all this glory. And verse 2 says, And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban and behold it was not towards him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And then on the first uh, chapter 32, it says, And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob said, Thus I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. And I had oxen and, and, donk- and donkeys and flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he comes to meet you, and four hundred men with him. And then just over a few verses, reading from verse 21, sorry. So went the, so went the present over before him. The present was the, the donkeys and, and, and the animals that he had given to Esau to, to appease him. So, the, so went the present over before him and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And he said unto him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun was rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore, the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Amen. Sorry, guys, just the, the, the mic's bouncing off the back wall terribly, so... Justin, you can work on it there. I want to draw your attention this morning to the story of Jacob 
and this is, that's not the full story that we read, but I want to make some comments um, from chapter 32. Now, Jacob was a man who walked with God. You know, you wouldn't know the story, the background of Jacob, how he got the blessing. He, he was the younger son, but he was going to, Esau was the older son, but Jacob was going to be the ruler over the older son. And that was God's way and that was God's plan. And the blessing of the older son was going to go to the younger son. And you know the story of how Jacob stole the blessing and how then that because of that Esau was angry with him and wanted to kill him. And Jacob had to go into exile. So he went and he stayed with his uncle, Laban. And he served in Laban. He served Laban for Rachel, his wife. But he ended up with Leah first. And then he ended up with Rachel. Because his uncle Laban was a real schemer, like Jacob. And, you know, they say some of that stuff runs in families. And it seemed to run in this family. Because Jacob was, and that's what his name means, you know, he was a schemer. And Jacob was, what we use the word today, he was crafty. You know, he could twist things around to his own benefit. He could get, he could make the thing come around to, to his benefit and so that he would get the glory out of it, that he would get the prize. And this is what Jacob's life was full of. He was as crafty, he was a schemer. The Bible uses the word supplanter. But this was what Jacob was like. Now, Jacob walked with God. Jacob loved God, I believe. But I think because of the way Jacob done things, he never fully trusted God. He never fully committed to the ways of God. He always thought, well, this is, I believe God wants to bless me. But he never went God's way about it. He always took his own way. And he says, I'll get it my way. And this is the man that Jacob was. And I believe he loved God. And God has ways of working on his people. And it may take time, but God has ways of working on his people. You see there we read the verses I read in verse 31, how his uncle Laban really basically got to the stage where he had had enough of him. And he was angry with him. But then in this stage, the Lord says something. The Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with you. Now, there was a problem with returning to the land because he saw his brother was in the land. This was the brother that he had stole the blessing on. The brother, when he had ran away, wanted to kill him. So Jacob had come to this place where he was going to have to deal with that. And when I look at this, I see Jacob's predicament. But God was behind the whole thing because God had asked him and told him to come home. Come home to your own land, to your kindred, and I will be, I will be with you. But he was in a great predicament. But God was going to use this predicament. God was going to use this trial. God was going to use this situation so that Jacob would come to the place where he would have an encounter with God himself. And God used the situations of life, of Jacob's life, of his own doing, to bring Jacob to God himself. Now we go through trials in life, and we go through struggles. 
And God sometimes uses them. And that's in every trial we go through that is used this way. But God uses the trials of life to bring us to him. Because when I think about myself and you think about yourself, and I believe we want God. I believe we love God. But are we fully trusting God? Are we fully put all of our desires and our strength in Christ? Is it all in God? I wanted you to ask yourself that question today. Yes, you love God. But are we fully moving in God's will and in God's ways? And maybe, like Jacob, God is drawing you. He is calling you to commit. He's calling you to come back into the land. Maybe, maybe you're a backslider here today. But the call of God in your life, you hear. And God is saying, come back. Come back into the land. But maybe it's a call in your life where it's a commitment issue. Where you fully have put God first. And God's saying, I want you to come back. And I will be with you. So this is the story of Jacob. And Jacob's in this predicament. On one hand, God is saying, I will be with you. And on the other hand, Jacob's going to have to deal with his past. Jacob is going to have to deal with the situation with Esau. So he's in a terrible predicament. And this, I believe, is the way God broke Jacob. Because I believe that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to break us. And the, the, the only analogy I can use is what it uses in, the, in, the, in the, the New Testament. We're talking about the horse, where you put the bit in its mouth to break the horse. I've seen that, you know, you've seen it in Westerns and you've seen it in, on wildlife shows. We have wild horses and you see there's first they're trying to get the saddle on the horse so that they can, someone can sit on the horse and it's kicking and it's throwing, it's kicking the rider off, but it has to be broken. And the bit is put in its mouth to turn it and to, to, to break the horse. That's what they call it, is breaking the horse. And God wanted to break Jacob. And God wants to break us. And just like Clifford said there, you know, encouraged us with there, we're maybe in a place where we, we have read it and where we see it, but we're not really walking in it. And God wants to break us, not to take away from us, but to bring us into his blessing, the true blessing that God has for our lives. Look at some of the things that Jacob said. And Jacob's coming back into the land, and he is frightened. It's frightening. And sometimes it's frightening to let things go in your life. Sometimes it's frightening to, to go out, as they say, on a limb, to step out in faith. But God says, I will be with you. And for Jacob, this was frightening because he was going to have to deal with this situation. Look what it says, what Jacob says in verse 7. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two bands. And listen to what he says. And said, if Esau comes to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. You can see how Jacob's still working in his own strength here. But then he turns to God. And this is the first thing to do. 
And maybe there, God is drawing you and he's calling you and it's uncomfortable. But you listen, pray, talk to God about it. And this is what Jacob does. He says, and Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred and I will deal well with thee. You notice what he said, the God of Abraham and of Isaac. He's appealing to the covenant. He's appealing to the covenant of God. And we're in covenant relationship with God. So we can call upon God. And it's not wrong to honor and remind God of his covenant. Return on, you said, you said, return on to thy country and to thy kindred and I will deal well with thee. He's reminding God of his promise. God has given you promises and he's reminding him of those promises. And then he goes, his humility. Now this is the first step. This is a new Jacob here. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan and now I am become two bands. There's a humility about Jacob here. This is the same man who stole a blessing, who schemed and connived and was crafty about it all. But now he's faced with a situation where he has nothing else and he's going to have to depend on God. And he's humbled himself. And then he says, deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. And that's his big fear. And there's nothing wrong with telling God your fears. There's nothing wrong with telling God your worries. In fact, he's the best person to go to. Because if you run around telling everybody else, you're going to cause them to fear and worry as well. Yes, take counsel from someone wise. Take some counsel from someone with, a, with a, a bit of experience. But listen, take it to God. Take it to God first. And now it says, I will surely do, do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So again, he's reminding God again of the covenant promise. So Jacob's at this place. And verse 24, and this is some of the things I just want to share with you this morning. He's got his wives, his camps, his servants, and he's split them. And they've come to this brook, they've come to the ford Jabbok. And it says, he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that what he had. And Jacob was left alone. Jacob came to the, to the brook Jabbok. And the word Jabbok means pouring forth. And I think it's interesting, it's called pouring forth. But he's on this side of the pouring forth, I believe, of God's presence and God's blessing in his life. He sent his family over. He has sent his animals, his livestock, everything that he's had. He has sent it forth. But he has stayed on this side and he's left alone. He's left alone on this side. And this shows you, I believe, we need to get to a place and God can bring us to that place with the situations in our lives where we need to be alone with God. And what Jacob is saying, I can't cross into this promised land. 
I can't go forward unless you bless me. Is that your desire? Is that a cry in your heart? Are you at a situation or God has brought you to a place where God has promises in your life, God has plans for your life, but you can't go forth into what God has called you as you are? Are you at that place? Because this is where Jacob found himself. And Jacob was left alone. That's the only way to do business with God is to get alone with him. And the situation with Esau drew him, forced him, pushed him to being alone with God. Now there's things in your life and things in my life and they're tough and they're trials and they're testings. But in the midst of those, there's specific times that God is trying to get us alone. I heard a phrase just recently. We sing the song, He's All I Need. And the guy who said, he says, sometimes we can't say he's all I need until he's all we have. And God was getting Jacob to the place where he was all he had. And this is what I believe Jacob intentionally sent them over and says, I can't go forward unless I do business with God. I need God, your strength, your blessing in my life. It drove him to be alone. Who would have thought out of a situation like this that God would orchestrate an encounter to meet with Jacob? His great trial led to one of his great blessings. We read in Romans 8, and sometimes we, we, we find it hard to see, but with hindsight, sometimes we can look back and we can see it. When the Bible says, but all things work together for good. And in Jacob, this thing was working together for his good. But he had to be alone, and he couldn't go forward without God's blessing. It then says, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. A man wrestled with him. And what we need to look at here is some of the scholars say that this was a, a manifestation of God himself. Some, some um, versions say an angel, but they say the words of the theophany was a, an Old Testament appearance of God himself, of Christ himself. And that's what we need to realize, that is God initiated this wrestling. God came to wrestle with Jacob. How much did God love Jacob? How much does God love you and I? That while we're just going along in our path, and trying to do everything on our own, and trying to make everything happen, that God would come and wrestle with him. God initiates the wrestling in our lives. You know, that desire in our hearts for more of God, it's not your desire. It's the desire that God has put within our hearts to cry out to him. When we cried out for salvation, God gave us the voice to cry out for salvation. God gave us the heart to cry out for salvation and for him to deliver us. But God initiated it. 
And this tells us that God is concerned with our lives. God doesn't want you just going along, falling into every pit as we go along. Because when we go along in our own ways, and you've realized this and I've realized, we have an awful habit of falling into pits. But God loves us more than enough to come alongside and to wrestle with us and to deal with us and to, 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 to get us to the place we're saying, it's my way or not. It's my way or no way. It says he wrestled. I've looked up the word and really what it means, you know, it's sometimes when you, when you see children, they're fighting and they go like that. They're, they're pushing each other in the shoulder. But this word wrestle means intensely. It means volatile. And I see means they grappled. This wasn't handbags at 10 paces. This was a grappling. This was an intense. I would say from Jacob's point of view, he was sweating physically. He had to hold on. But when we look at it in the spiritual sense, Jacob was grappling with God in prayer. Jacob was grappling with God in faith. Jacob was grappling in, with God in tears because Jacob needed the blessing. And you and I need the blessing. But let me tell you, God doesn't give away his blessings easy. God doesn't give away his blessings easy. Yes, he wants to give us them, but he's not just going to hand them to you. Why? Because we won't value them. That we, do just, that we don't fight for, we don't value. That we just can pick up off the ground, we don't value it. Listen, if diamonds just were screwing across that stage there, we wouldn't value them the way we value them. If gold bars were just there, we wouldn't value it the way we value it. It's because they got to be dug and they got to be mined and they, they got to be because of the pressure they're put under. We value them because of that, because they're hard to get, but they're precious. And the promises of God are precious. The plans of God in our lives are precious. But God's not just going to give you them. And Jacob had to wrestle for them. Because God's going to give them his way or we're not going to get them at all. But we got to grapple in prayer. We got to grapple in faith. And we have got to grapple in tears with God. God initiated it because he wants to give the blessing. But he's not just going to give it away easy. But I like the intensity of Jacob. I like the attitude of Jacob. Because Jacob didn't give way. Look what it says. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, Jacob was holding on. Jacob was holding his own. Now this man here, angel, God himself, could have just done something and just says, hold on, who do you think you are? But he allowed Jacob to hold on. He could have pushed him off easily, but Jacob held on. And to get the blessings of God, we're going to have to hold on. We're going to have to not give way. It says he prevailed not. 
This is the character of God. This is the character that God's looking for. And listen, sometimes we don't like to fight. Sometimes we don't. It's, it's, it's funny, you know, just, you know, I would go to the gym or Kathy would go to the gym and some of you, you are at the gym. And especially women, sorry for picking on you. Sometimes they'd say to you, I don't like sweating. Sometimes to get what you want, you have to sweat. It takes effort, but the results will come. And that's just a silly analogy. But if we give up, we're not going to get the blessings of God. Jacob (coughs) held on. He didn't give way. And that's the character God's looking for. Matthew 11 talks about John the Baptist. And Jesus says, what did you go out into the, to the, the wilderness to see? A reed shaking in the wind? No. Just back and forward, no resistance. Did you go to see someone in king's clothes? Basically, he says, those, those that live in king's palaces are soft. Now, when you think of John the Baptist, he wasn't a soft man. He was an intense man. He was strong and he was... He was filled with determination. And then it goes on to say about the verse, it says, from the days of John the Baptist, the, fa- the violent take it by storm. And that's not maybe a word that you would associate with heaven and with God. The violent take it by storm. But you're going to have to have a determination to take what God has for you. Luke 18, of 18 1 says... Jesus gave a parable to say that man ought always to pray and not lose heart. Man ought always to pray and not give up. Not give up until he gets what he desires. We talked about that last week. But Jacob didn't give way. It came to the place where he had to, the, the angel had to do something. It says, when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And sometimes I've read that in the past, and I've just noticed it recently, where we put it down that the minute he touched his thigh, that Jacob let go. But it doesn't say that. It says, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. As he wrestled with him. Again, this is showing the determination of Jacob. Like God touched his thigh. Listen, some of you have had a few replacements because you're a daddy. <laughs> Sorry for insulting you. But when the hip goes, that's your stance. Your stance has gone. Your strength has gone. When you get touched in the hip of your th- on, on, the, on the thigh. And that hip joint goes... There's nothing to hold you up. But Jacob couldn't stand anymore in his own strength. Jacob couldn't keep going forward in his own strength. And you and I can't go forward with God in our own strength. Spiritual blessings are not got by the flesh. Spiritual blessings are got in the spirit. We can't stand in the flesh anymore. We can't just claim a word out of this 
with no spiritual strength behind it, with the, the spirit, without the Spirit of God behind it. A scripture doesn't save you. The Spirit of God saves you. The Spirit of God does it. You just don't read a scripture. There has to be something behind it. It's a spiritual life. And we were made for the spiritual life. What had Jacob given up? Well, let's think about his character. All his life he had got things by craftiness, by scheming. But that was no more. God sent him, you can't do this anymore. He had no weight to stand on. And that's not going to get us into the kingdom. That's not going to get us the blessings of God. That's not going to get us the plans of God in our lives. We can't do it in the flesh. What did he give up? At this stage, Jacob is a broken man. He is a broken man. God has broken him. He stripped bare, and it's all gone. Now, we're not talking about the physical things here, but we're talking about things of the spirit. The flesh is gone. The old Jacob, his strength is stripped away. And all of a sudden, how's he wrestling? He's clinging on for dear life. And that's the position that God wants to get us to where we're clinging to God and him alone. Because that's the only thing that's going to get us through. That is the only thing that is going to help us to get into the promises and the plans and the land of God. We've got to cling to God. Listen, your strength won't do it anymore. There's no more playing. Jacob's not playing here anymore. This is desperation. And Jacob is a desperate man. Jacob was like a wild horse. But here, God puts the bit in his mouth and he's tamed. And this is what God wanted to do all along with Jacob. And he used the situation to bring him round. But Jacob knew, I can't go on like this anymore. Listen, have you come to that stage? Have you come to that stage? I believe there's some in here that have come to that stage. Some of you are on the way to that stage. But God, what I believe, will bring us to that stage at one time or another. Have you come to that place where you, you say, I can't do this anymore. It has to be God's way. My plans are falling apart. This is where God wants to bring us to. He wants to bring us to the place where, like Jacob, where he's a broken man. What's left for Jacob here? To the eye of the flesh, there's nothing. And that's the best place to be. To the eye of the flesh, there's nothing. Because we don't want anything of the flesh. Jacob has gone standing toe-to-toe with God. Now he's clinging to God. Now we're going somewhere. Now there's a chance where God can really bless him. What does Jacob then say? After he touched in the thigh, and Lucas said for the second time, the angel says, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. This is the second time he said, let me go. And listen, for the day breaks, 
Sometimes this fight is not going to be like that. Sometimes it takes time. Now this is a, a, a nighttime job. This is a nighttime fight. But sometimes it's going to take time. The day's going to break. And twice he said, let me go. And God may come into your life very, very quickly and challenge you. Or he may do it gradually over time, over time, over time. And I think maybe a lot of that is to do with our, our openness, our humility, to have God break through in our lives. But one way or the other, God wants to break through in our lives and God has to break us. So whether it's quickly or whether it's gradual, let's remain open to that. Let me go for the day breaks. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Now he's in the place where he can be blessed. Now he's in the place where God can really, really touch him. The old Jacob is broken. The flesh, the strength of the flesh is gone. And now he's saying, Lord, I need you to bless me. I can't go forward unless you bless me. Except you bless me. That's a great place to be. For Jacob, it's a frightening place. For us, it can be a frightening place. But we need to realize it's the best place. It's the very place where God wants us. Broken. Clifford said at the start there when he was, when he was sharing, we're made for something better. He says you can, live at a, you can live at a level if you want. But why would you want to live at a level below where you were meant to be? I don't want to live there. I believe you don't want to live there. But God's bringing us to that place where we've got to fight for it. God's just not going to throw it in front of you. Because you won't value it. I won't value it. So God has to break us. But we can be at the greatest place where we can cry to God, I will not let you go except you bless me. Are you the, is there times when you feel like letting go? Yes. But don't let go. Don't let go. We've got to learn to cling to God. We've got to hold on for dear life because we're at this crossing. And it maybe seems like that to you. It's a crossing where I can't go forward without you, God. I'm at this place of pouring forth. But there's some things need dealt with before we can enter that river and cross it before we can enter into the blessing of God. It's going to take an intensity. It's going to take a determination. It's going to take an emptying of our very flesh, our very attitudes, our very cares, and giving it all to God. Jacob says, bless me. You've taken it all, now bless me. He's empty. So he's open. There's nothing else to take. He's open. An empty vessel can be filled. 
An open house can be inhabited. An available servant can be used. And a broken man can be blessed. Are you broken this morning? Are you broken this morning? Is God trying to break your will so that he can bless you? If God's trying to break you, really what it means, he's trying to bless you. Can't bless you until he deal, you deal with this bit. But that blessing is great. That blessing is wonderful. I will not let you go except you bless me. Lord, all I have left is you. All I have left is you. All I need is you. What does the scripture say? For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's not just words in a place. That is a position, as Clifford said today, a position in Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I want to know that spiritual position. God chooses what? The weak things of the world. If I'm standing in flesh, if I'm standing in pride, if I'm standing that I'm going to make these things happen, well then God can't use me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And God chooses the weak things of the world. Jacob said, I will not let you go except you bless me. What blessing did he get? What blessing did Jacob get? Well, I'm going to tell you about that next week. I sort of looked at this and I was going to go through the whole thing, but I felt just it was better just to break it up. This is the breaking. But God, next week is the blessing. That's the title of my message, is the breaking and the blessing. But the blessing can't come until the breaking is done. <coughs> Jacob was a new man at this stage and he could cry to God, I will not let you go except you bless me. And then God came in with his blessing and we're going to talk about that next week. But maybe God has brought you to that place. Please fight with God for it. <coughs> Don't give up. Like the blind man we said last week, if he hadn't asked for it, he wasn't getting it. If we don't fight for this, we won't get it. And we will miss the great blessings of God in our lives. God wants to bless you. God has initiated this wrestling because he wants to bless you. He's not going to give it away easy. But listen, he wants you to have it. And it will bless your life. And we'll talk about that next week. Let's pray. The van could come and those that are serving as well. Lord, we thank you for the challenge of your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're a God who will not leave us as we are. You want to change us from the inside out. You want to bring us to that place of true blessing. The blessings that are poured in, pressed down, and overflowing in our lives. Lord, I know I can't say today, and the, your congregation can speak, but Lord, I haven't reached that stage. 
But Lord, we want to reach that stage. And we believe that you want to bring us to that stage where the blessings are poured in, pressed down, and overflowing. Lord, you want this for your glory and for your honor. Lord, you're bringing situations into our lives and you push us in certain directions, Lord. You initiate it, but it's to bring us to greater blessing. Lord, I pray for your congregation this morning. I pray for your people this morning that you would give them grace to fight. Lord, in the words of your scriptures, that you would make them a violent people who will take the kingdom by storm. Lord, who will not be denied your blessings because you want them for us, Lord. You want them for your people. So I pray, Lord, by your spirit that you would, would help us to wrestle with you in prayer, in faith, and even in tears, Lord. Lord, give us a heart and a spirit that says, I will not be denied. Give us a dissatisfaction of who we are. Give us a dissatisfaction for the things of the flesh in this world. The Lord, that we will settle for nothing else than the blessing of God. That our hearts will say, I will not let you go except you bless me. Lord, I thank you for the challenge of your word. You've challenged us with it today. But we ask, Lord, that you would, would, you would back it with your spirit. And Lord, as we come to hear of the blessings, God willing, next week, that, Lord, that we would be in a place where we can receive in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we come to your table this morning, Lord, there's no greater example than your lovely son. who, when he went into the garden with the great stresses and strains of what he was about to do. He prayed to you and said, if there was any other way. But then he said, not my will be done, but thy will be done. Lord, that's the example. Let thy will be done. So Lord, we think of that this morning. The cross was your will being done. The nails the spear, that was your will being done. And Lord, he went through with it for us and for your glory. Lord, as we take the emblems this morning, we think upon the cross. Lord, it was too high, high a price for us to just do what we want. It was too high a price for us to just live in the flesh. Because, Lord, you've called us to live victorious, to be conquerors in Christ. So, Lord, we say to you today, the only way that, we can, that can become a reality is through the cross of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. We thank you for the cross, Lord. We thank you for your, the price that you have paid for us. We stand here today redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That's the only strength that we can stand in, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But Lord, we rejoice in that. Lord, we joy in that. 
We thank you for what you have done for us. And we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. So take the emblems. Think about it where you stand. And it is only by Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can also watch the Sermon of the Month video at youtube.com forward slash Moira Pentecostal or even download the sermon video through our iTunes video podcast. For more information, visit us at www.mpc.org.uk.